And we're talking about the matters of the human intelligence and what a person's mind can do, and the matters of how that sets it apart from anything else that's been created. So now the Kuzari is going to mention another facet of what a person's mind can do, which makes it unique. The Amis is, uh, this is something we know also, it's, uh, it's something which we would uh, say in maybe a slightly different language, but let's first see the way the Kuzari presents it, and then we'll maybe just say it in the way with how we would define the idea today. We said before, just to go over the terminology that he uses, that there are different parts of the way a person understands. The first part is what a person takes in from any of his senses. That's always the first point. A person has to have a certain basic uh, starting point, basic uh, awareness, basic knowledge, and the person gets it from what he's aware of, he hears, he sees, whatever it is that information which is given to him. In the words of Mephoshim, we call it really Chochmo, which means knowledge which is imparted to a person which he takes in from some outside source. Then we in the words of Kazari, that's what he calls the Hergesh, which means the senses which can be, uh, make him aware of things. Uh, that's the, the sources of information. Then we spoke about that creates a picture in a person's mind and of how things work, of how things are, what he calls the Tzkoyachi which means, the, so to speak, the, the man, in his mind's view, how he sees things and understands things. And now that can lead to one of two results. The one he called the Yitzri, which means that can stimulate whatever type or whatever wants a person has, which may be negative or positive, depending on what his wants are for. And the other one is Machshavi, which means it can stimulate a person's thoughts. So, for example, let's just make a very simple example of this. Uh, let's say a person in his mind, he sees a line. Now, he sees a line, he hears a line, he can see how strong a line is. So, until he saw a line, maybe he never thought about lines or didn't realize what they were. But now that he's visualized, heard, uh, whatever, the, whatever sense he's experienced that, and that's something which is in his yitzur. In his mind, he can, he can see that line, he can hear that line. And then what effects are going to have on him? So it depends on which of the other characters it's going to trigger. So if, for example, it makes uh, triggers a person's want to be strong as well, and he thinks, oh, I'm going to be as strong as a lion, or well, because opposite, the person's nature mid of being afraid, so then the, the memory of the lion is going to be, make, him, make him scared. Uh, what, happen, what happens if I meet the lion? So uh, the, the information that a person knows cannot trigger a middle. Which middle is going to be? Well, it depends on the person. But uh, had he never seen a lion, he would never have compared himself to a lion, he would never be afraid of lions. It's only after the first point that brings the second point, which is the middles which are misoyer, which come to the surface based on the experience. Um, yeah, that's the one direction. The other direction is what he calls the makshavi, which means that can inspire a person to think. And as he says, well, I see what a lion can do, so now I have to think, how do I protect myself from lions? And then rather than utilizing a person's middles, you can use his mind. And think, well, what can lions do, what can't lions do? And now I can think, how am I going to protect myself from lions? Or alternatively, I can think, I see a lion is very strong. How can I think of a way to harness that power effectively? How can I use a lion for something which will be helpful, rather than just being a potential danger, potential threat? And that's how this, this process goes from experience to the effect it has on the person, so it's a, the person is using it either to uh, either to act on his methods or to act on his mind. That's the process of how people think. I just use the line as an example. You can use anything else as an example too. In other words, the person, let's say, in his mind, his life had never seen a huge stash of money. And now suddenly, for whatever reason, he sees someone with a briefcase packed with $100 bills. 
Well, that's something you've never seen before. But now that he sees that, it's going to, so now, he, now that he has that idea in his mind, so now once again, it can either inspire his yetzer, which is, how am I going to steal that money, or how am I going to get as much money, whatever it's going to be, or it can inspire his machshava, which means, what could a person use his money for effectively, and what, 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 in whatever way it's going to be, which makes his mind work rather than his midas work. And therefore, now, that's the Rishan and Solna. The Kazari repeats on the street around inside. It says, Yesh, it's such a kabel, Zaysa nefesham deberes, Tzurah mina hergesh. When a person experiences, it gets a Tzurah, we call it Yitzurah, it gets a certain idea, understanding, awareness. Kashetir al-Atzma mashi yesh be Yitzurah. This, like it sees, what it's got in its store of its, like, visual images in its mind, whatever it's going to be, which is kept, Hashem and Ishtamesh be Yitzurah, which is going to be used either by the person's medas or by a person's machshava. Or by his thoughts. Now, Matimsa, now this is the Khidish is going to say, and that is this is something the Rambam says as well. And the Rambam says that in a person's mind, you can connect pictures to make a collage. You can put different things together. And Mimelet makes a person original, creative. It's not just that he, so to speak, re- repeats in his mind the images he already knows, but I can superimpose one on the other one to think of something new. The Rambam gives an example for this. Yeah, I'm give an example that if a person saw a ship sailing on the water, so in his mind's eye he sees the water, he sees a ship which isn't really on the bottom of the water, it's sailing on top of the water, but sailing along the water. And now in a person's mind, and this, again, this is what I'm talking, this is 800 years ago approximately, he says, well, if ships can sail on water, so then I can assume the same idea, why can't the ship sail in the air? If anyway a ship's heavier than water, it can sail on water, so maybe I can make a ship sail in the air. Now, the Rambam had never seen an aeroplane, and I don't think he had any idea how to use the technology to develop one, but it's the idea, which means I can superimpose an idea from here onto something else, and it gives me something new to think about. If ships can sell water, why can't ships sell in there? Uh, and that's, again, I'm just trying to explain the same concept of how a person's mind can utilize something it knows and something it's seen to try and apply that to something else and to think of something beyond what it's seen. And therefore, the tzuras that the person has mind, he can combine them some with each other, but in different setups, and so like put them together in certain ways, or when he but I can separate them in a different way, and therefore I can combine a piece of information to try and develop something new. And from those images, the person can make in his mind, he's going to come up with tzuras which are which are the basic. So that he saw a mikri, the ones that I can apply something else, and the one superimposed on the other to give me a new idea. And then a person's mind can now think, does it make sense? Are they similar? Are they dissimilar? Is what I'm applying from one to the other one something which is practical, something impractical? Could it work? How does it work? Again, a, a much more recent example of the same idea, which is managed this technique the same way is how people created the fax machine. Because they basically put two things together. You have a photo, you have a photocopier, you have a phone. And they just put the one with the other one. Which means, basically the way a phone works is it translates voice into electric pulses, which can then be received and, and then converted back into human sound. So that's uh, so we have a way of converting uh, one medium into pulses, which can go along the way and then be reconverted back into a way a person can hear it. Uh, they knew that they have a way of copying information, basically by uh, scanning it with whatever cathode or whatever it's called that they use, and now 
it can refer to it's the same. So all you need to do is superimpose one on the other one, which means if you can bring information and you can convert it also into pulses, then you can send that information along a wire as well, and then do the same thing in reverse. It will translate back into the same pulse on the other side and do the same thing back. So it's the same idea of two pieces of information which I have can create the third, which means I'm using the one and the other one to develop something beyond both of them. After you, you put them together, you so to speak, put the one idea and the other one, the way the person's mind can combine the one with the other one, I'll tell you about this. And then you can come back with a new tailor, you've created a new benefit. The result of the person's mind that he can use in order to make it happen. If we explain this principle, because I was saying in our words, it's the person's ability to be creative. And where, really, where does creativity come from? Uh, creativity doesn't create the unknown. Creativity is a way of combining known things in a new way. So there's certain information I have, there's certain sites I've seen, there's certain pieces which I can put together, and I, I put them together differently, so now, now it's something new, something creative. But something which is completely unknown to the person. So what will happen happens when something is completely unknown? It doesn't happen. How does a person deal with something that's completely unknown? He doesn't know, but that's what he needs to senses, which means he needs to take information from somewhere. And whatever the information he takes in, it gives him a new point, which will cause his kayakayituri, which is you know, a new awareness which I can work with. It's impossible that a person can logically come to a certain conclusion without, without having any, any prior knowledge? No. Yes, and I'll give you two examples which I always give you. And that is, think of a color. Imagine you had never seen a color brown. You would never be able to conceptualize it, and you'd never be able to explain to what it's meant to be. The only reason you understand is because you've seen it. And now that I've seen it, I can work with it. So I can think of light brown, and dark brown, and blackish brown, and reddish brown, and if what happens if I mix brown and yellow, what happens if I mix brown and green, because I have a starting point to work with. And if I never had the starting point, a person's mind can't create something which it doesn't have awareness of. It's using something I see. I see things which are created. Uh, at these things come into being, and I see everything I see in the world which comes into being. Uh, something else may come into being. You have the parents who give birth to the child. You have the seed which sprouts the tree. Nothing happens by itself. Definitely nothing creates itself. So if that's the world I'm aware of, so now one of the things, how did the whole, how did the whole world come into being? I have no experience with the creator. I don't know who the creator is, but I can see in the world and experience that things don't create themselves. I can say that it's axiomatic. Things don't create themselves. There has to be someone who's created it because that's what I see all around me. My whole experience of anything which is created is something created. And if that's the case, I'm going to apply that to the world as a whole. And even though it's true, it is somewhat creative, because I've never seen a world being created. It happened before people were on the scene. But I want to apply it the way I see how other things get created to the world as a whole. And therefore, if everything else which comes into being is brought into being by something else, which either produced the seed or, or the, the egg or the gave birth or whatever, whatever different part of breed you're talking about, so I assume the world as a whole also came into being through the agency of something else. So therefore I can come to a conclusion that I'm applying what I see in the world around me to how the world altogether has to have happened, and I'm going to say it must have been created. Now, you're right, I have no knowledge of who the creator was. That's a logical process. There must have been a creator. It doesn't give me an awareness of him because I don't have a, I don't have a muscle for that. I don't have an example of that. But if you say a person never saw anything in the world, and then you wouldn't necessarily come to the conclusion because 
He wouldn't have had the experience that things don't create themselves. Maybe they do. It's only my knowledge of what I see around me which gives me certain ground rules so I can now apply that to something else. And we're talking about the Ramavina, this week's passion. It's the best example of the person who, that was his, crea- his creativity which came to that conclusion. It was also based on an analysis of the world. You know, as Avram looked at the world around him, he saw how things worked, and he came from that to the conclusion that he must be a creator. It wasn't something which was uh, without some kind of uh, experience of the world. It was because it's the sun and the moon and the stars and everything else. So that brought him to the, the, the principle, the understanding of a system, which there must be in the whole world as a whole, and therefore he comes to the conclusion. As he's applying his mind to what he sees, to apply it to the whole world, it must have been created to the whole world. And that's what he says, that's what he says, and therefore he says, Even though the cycle has to start off, it has to be helped with a person's awareness, a person's senses, the information he takes in. It doesn't need uh, his senses to create the comparison or to build the connections. He just needs it for the starting points. Not in order to prove something, not in order to conceptualize a new idea. In other words, once a person's cycle has the points to start with, it can create, develop more in its own. Either in the, either in, in the Koyach of Yetzir or in the Koyach of Mashava. It, it can work with what it knows in order to develop more, and then it doesn't need the senses anymore. <coughs> and just let's give a simple example of that. Again, to understand colors, like I said before, a person needs his eyes. Otherwise, you'll never understand the color. To understand taste, a person needs his tongue. You'll never understand the taste. But now that a person knows colors and he knows tastes, so now I can think in my mind, what would happen if I add this to that? I can work it out based on my mind without having to taste it. I can think to myself, if I have something red and I have something yellow, and I put the red and the yellow, what colors are going to look like? So I don't necessarily need to do it. I could think, I could, I could see it in my mind and work it out with my cycle without having to, the imus, I don't need to prove it, so to speak, with the, with the senses again. The point of the senses is to provide the starting points of Chachma, which, which then a person's mind can work with, but it doesn't need, I don't need to always go back to the senses, so to speak, to verify everything I come up with. I can, if, I, if it makes sense in my mind, then I can, it makes sense it's going to happen. And the best example of that, there were famous composers who composed music when they were deaf, which means even they couldn't hear what they were composing, they knew it was good. Why? Because when they were able to hear, they had heard music, they understood music, and therefore they could use their mind to create music even if they couldn't hear it. And it's like the truth. It came out, it came out very, uh, a very professional musical piece because a person doesn't need the senses, so to speak, to, for creative elements. A person needs the senses for the starting point, the creativity can use his mind by itself. When the person senses, pick up what they can be managed, what they can understand, what they can take in from what's uh, available around them. Same thing a person's mind. When it separates the form from the essence and connects to it, it can then also develop this idea for something else. In other words, it can focus on a certain element of what it's taken in. And then work on how to use that to, to 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 understand, to develop, to create more. And what's the difference between the two? Because 
which means a person senses and needs something to sense. It's not something which works independently. It's not something which is many itself. When a person sees, he now knows, he can now take in more and view sights. When a person hears, he takes in new sounds. But it's not something which it can work without the things which are going to, which are going to provide it with whatever stimulation of either sense it is, it gives him that, 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 that added awareness, that added knowledge. I will have masculine, but a person's mind, masculine by atma. Or masculine by atma, or masculine atma by shiritza. Masha'inga, when a person decides to use his mind, it doesn't need something external for me to use my mind. I can use my mind on its own, and whenever I want to. It doesn't need stimulation to take it in. So, for example, a person wants to hear music. So, in, if he wants to use his ears to hear music, it's not for him. There has to be music. And when he, then that's the music he's going to hear. If a person wants to create music, if he's experienced enough, he doesn't need the music. Whenever he wants to, he can think through how, what, what, what he's going to, how to put notes together, how to create a tune, whatever it's going to be. And so everything else. A person's mind is something which works on its own. Really, Chazal said this, and Chazal gave a very interesting notion. Chazal said, what's the difference between someone who's called a Chacham and someone who's called a Novin? A Chacham is someone who's considered that he has a lot of information. A Novin is a person who's someone who can utilize information to develop more things. And the, the yeah. which is Bina, exactly. And Chazal said the difference between them is the difference between a, a bank and an investor. This is the bank. Basically, he waits for people to come to give him money. I'll store the money for you, but you have to come give me the money. Otherwise, if no one's coming in, I'm going to sit there with my arms folded, there's nothing for me to do. Whereas the investor, anytime you give me money, and I try and work with it, and I try to find places to put it, and try to get more, and then we made I don't need people to come in the whole time. At the beginning, I need some people to come in, I need a few deposits to work with, but once I have some cash in hand, now I can start being busy, I can start trading, I can start working. And it's the same thing. A chacham, which is a person who's looking to get information. So I always need the outside source to give me information. And if there's nothing right now which is providing me the information, then I don't need to do it. By Shankin, a person who has the ability of Bina, he can use his mind to develop things, is like the investor. So I need an initial awareness, I need an initial deposit of Chachmah, of an awareness of things around me, and now I don't have to do nothing, now I can use what I already know to develop more and more. This applies to the world, it applies to physical things like we spoke about, the emphasis applies to Torah too. And this is where it's, it's much more deep. And that is, what does learning Torah mean? What is learning Torah mean? So, for people who are only on the level of a Chachum, learning Torah means reading up new information or hearing something I never heard before. When, so, learning Torah really means basically I'm looking to be to be to add to my data bank, to my awareness, to my store of Torah knowledge. And for that, I'm not a Chachum, but for that, I need somebody to always provide me with that. And if that's the case, I get to the stage where no one's going to show me what I have to listen to. And I've read all the books in my library, there's nothing for me to do. Because my awareness of Torah is limited to what I'm going to see, hear, and take in like that. Whereas a person who's developed Bina, I don't need to have, I don't need to have taken more information the whole time in order to learn. I know already. And what I know, I can think about. And I can think, ask, and I can analyze it, I can ask questions on it, and I can come to new ideas on it. And therefore, even if I have a much more limited, so to speak, storehouse of knowledge, the knowledge that I have, I can always put to work. I can always think things through. And I can, the, more, the more I think, it, and the more questions I come up with, the more ideas I have. So I'm, I'm, I'm developing, so to speak, the concepts, ideas in my mind, even if it's not coming from new stimulation the whole time. And that's why it's, uh, even in the Gondi Mishnah, 
talks about why it's such an important uh, ability to develop. Because that way, a, a, a person is never without the ability to learn, without the ability to think. It's, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's always an ability to think, think, think through things that I already know. And when I think through it more, then I understand it better. Or on the contrary, I come with a question I never had before. So not only does it deepen one's understanding, but it gives something, something to constantly, so to speak, to, to, to think about, to, to work on. And uh, that's, that's analyzing this ability that a person is seichel, whenever he wants, he can, he can make it work. A person's senses are reactive. In other words, they need something for them to have an effect, to see, to hear, for them to work. They answer, a person can't choose what to see or what to hear. It's based on what's there for him to see or hear. So they react to what there is around them. Whereas by a masculine, a person's mind is quiet. A person can utilize his mind. He can make his mind work because it's up to him to choose to think and what to think about. Now, what the seichel needs to work on is the tzuras, or the vision of God, or whatever it took in from its senses, except my mind can now detach the concept that I took in from exactly the situation where I saw it, and therefore, the seichel uses both. It uses what the person took in, the information he has, and that it's, it's active in order to, to, to work with it, in order to, uh, to, to understand or to come for something else. Okay, and therefore that's the, the creative ability of a person, once again, and we don't have a period of ability. What they talk in, that's what they know. What they know, that's what they're aware of, and that's all. But uh, the ability to understand based on it, and to develop things based on it, they don't have. Even children, to an extent, don't have that. A child can know a lot. But that's what you told him, he knows. When you read up, he knows. But the ability to use that, to, so to speak, to extrapolate from that to something new, to develop new ideas, a certain maturity in thought, which normally only comes later, which is why the missionary says that a person's younger, they should amass as much information as they can. That's when they have a better memory, and therefore the more information I take in, I don't have to understand it too well. That's just not. And the ability to analyze and think about it and rationalize it and work on it comes when a person matures. But if they, by that stage, they already have a big storeroom, a, a, a lot of amassed knowledge, then they have more basically backgrounds of, of sources of wealth of information to work on. That's why a person's mind works. It's, it starts with just the ability to take in information and be aware and remember it, be aware of it. It's only a second stage, what we call the creative ability, that a person can develop things with it and come up with a, a certain originality, a certain chiddush, which there wasn't before.